I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest share what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself. It's That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to live while I'm alive. This is the Kick-Ass Radio Show, and we are living today because we're broadcasting live from our studios here in sunny Southern California. I want to welcome you all to our show today. I'm your host, Christopher Rausch, and we are here to help you create an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success. And how we do that is myself and my guest every week, we come on here, we talk for about an hour, and we share what's going on in our lives and how we have used our experiences and our teachings to help you guys out there in radio land become the best that you can possibly be to develop that self-confidence, to be able to overcome your fears, kick procrastination to the curb and just have that authentic self-confidence. We do it every Monday night live here at 6 PM Pacific standard time. And I handpick my guests who come on here. And like I said, we share five tips, at least five tips. So I really encourage you to make sure that unless you're driving your motor vehicle, that you have pen and paper down uh, so you can take down notes. Because that's the super critical part about anything when you're learning, whether you're reading a book, listening to an audio program, listening to a podcast, you're at a seminar Take notes. This is super important. But if you're if you're driving, listening to your mobile device, I know some of you guys are. Uh, you can always listen to these shows again. This is live, but it also goes to podcast afterwards. So you, if you want, go check out these past shows. You just go over to my website. It's ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com. You hit the radio show tab, and you go halfway down. There's a link to iTunes where all of the previous, uh, what are we on? What are we on? I should always check this before. We're on show 122. So we've done 121 shows. Whew, 121 shows, baby. Yes, we're rocking it. So when you think about 121 shows times five tips, 605 tips, 605 tips, ladies and gentlemen. You can go over to ChristopherRoush.com. Again, the radio show tab, there's a link to iTunes. If you're anti-Apple, which I know some of you guys are, uh, you can just go to www.thekickassradioshow.com. And, of course, all the shows are there as well. Um, So this is an important note. If you guys are listening live and you want to, you can actually call in to the show and either ask myself or my guest a question. Uh, The number always is the same. So if you're a longtime listener, you can go ahead and keep that uh, handy. It's 646-378-1582. Again, that's 646-378-1582. Or you can tweet me, you can Facebook message me, you can Twitter me, you know, all that other good stuff. Most of you guys have that all information, um, and you can do that. So, uh, and speaking of guests, last week we had uh, Rhonda Vigent was on uh, the show, and it was a little bit different kind of show, but I think it's important to have that diversity here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. And what we talked about 
is how to preserve how to preserve your family videos and your photos. She actually runs Pro 8mm in Burbank, California. I happen to know Rhonda personally. And, you know, it's, 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 it's very critical that if you guys are listening out there and you have older parents to get those uh get those old movies out of the attic, get those old pictures out of the out of the attic and sit down and learn about your history. Uh take this personally from me because my mom had a bunch of photos that I now have. My mom passed away in case you didn't know. Uh I have all these photos that I have no idea who these people are. So we talked about you know, getting the stories from people uh, and, you know, just really understanding your heritage. I know uh, for me, a long time, I really didn't care. But now I feel bad because I have all these pictures and I don't know what to do with it. So Rhonda shared, you know, what to do, how to preserve your film, how to preserve your videos. Uh, We talked about life stories about, you know, what has happened with people when they've dug up some of those memories and how they've had to deal with them. Of course, that's what we do here. We deal with life issues and and we help you become stronger and more confident. So, again, you know, go back and listen to these shows because very diverse. I mean, I've had New York Times bestselling authors on here. I've had... Uh, international well-known speakers. I mean, the gamut. We've talked about anti-bullying. We've talked about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. We've talked about all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, that's kick-ass, man. That's, that's, that's all, that's all it's about. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's the, that's what we've been working on this last week. um, You know, just a little excerpt into my life. I did something I've never done before. And no, it wasn't naked streaking across the college campus. Uh, no, I didn't do that. I actually shaved my head. Um, I, uh, you know, truth be told, I have always spent my entire life being um, not vain, but you know, very attached to my hair, very attached to you know, I had long hair for a long time, um, you know, and I thought that identified me. And I recently have two friends that are going through chemo uh, treatment for cancer. Uh, They don't know each other, but just two different friends at the same time. So I said, you know, I want to support you guys, so I shaved my head. And uh, the reason why I share that with you is because, you know, you just got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to let go. We're going to be talking about that here uh, in just a few moments with my guest. Uh, And I tell you what, you know, it, it was scary but it was also liberating, you know. So, I mean, I just really encourage you guys to go out there and just think about something that you're scared of doing and, and, and just do it, you know. What's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, my God, I'm going to be bald and my hair is going to grow back. It's not a big deal. But it's amazing how much stuff and how much emphasis we put on, on shit in our life that holds us back, you know. So now it's it's actually kind of cool. Today was my first day walking around. Well, not I did it last week, but uh, walking around at work and uh, you know very liberating. So I encourage you guys to take those uh, take those steps in your life. And we're going to be talking about that here because my guest tonight is Matthew Rota, and he has got such an incredible story. He's going to be coming on here in just a second. And he's going to be sharing it with you. But based on his life experiences, he created uh, how to take down your Goliaths and unleash your inner heroes coaching program and also a book. And what he does is he utilizes uh, creative and innovative methods to help guide you so that you become aware of your Goliaths in your path and take back control. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about taking control as you unleash your inner heroes and live the life you dream of. Matthew also helps you develop an inner roadmap that leads to significant personal growth through a life of passion and purpose. And what more could be fitting than being here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show? So please, warm welcome for Mr. Matthew Rota. Mr. Matthew, are you here with us tonight? I am, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we go any further, I just have to say the intro to your radio show is one of the best I've ever heard. I was standing here jamming out and getting pumped for this. 
<laughs> well, thank you very much. That that uh, that accolade goes to uh, my friend Ed Vanderlee, uh, Rockstar Radio Network. Uh, he did that for me, so thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's uh, you know got to get the blood pumping and get everything going. Hopefully, I won't ever get sued by Bon Jovi, uh, <laughs> but I think it's less than forty five seconds, so I'm, I'm I should be good. Good stuff. I love it. Awesome. How you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. If I was doing any better, I'd be twins, and that would mean world domination. No one's ready for that. <laughs> Not especially my wife. I mean, shit, she'd be like, "Oh my god," you know, she can't handle one of me half the time. But I'm oh, getting older, so I am. I, yeah, I am. I am mellowing out. I will say that at 46 years old, I am. Uh, I'm definitely starting to mellow out. So that's kind of a good thing. I've actually. I told somebody the other day that I've actually. I think I'm becoming an adult. I was just talking to my cousin the other day, and she was telling me how she's resisting becoming an adult for all the different reasons. So two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you are here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show, and I gave everybody like a textbook introduction of you. So what I would like for you to do, Matt, is just to sh- just to share your story, where you've been, what you've done, and what makes you a kick-ass dude. Cool, I'd love to. Um, born and raised in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, played sports all my life, you know, pretty good kid through high school, got good grades. Um, and then kind of middle of high school is where I – I kind of consider I went off the beaten path and started making some, you know, less than ideal choices. Um, started using drugs, kind of getting in with a different crowd than, you know, with the athletic, sports-driven crowd. Um, lost a lot of my passion and purpose and focus for grades, for athletics. Uh, didn't really become a lazy person, but kind of took on some lazy attributes. Um, that followed me all through college. Got into a lot of trouble in college, um, got arrested for selling drugs, and just, you know, mistake after mistake, got kicked out of college. My junior year, first semester, um, started working a full-time job, and this was kind of one of the first signs that the universe fully supports us when we believe in ourselves and when we know what we truly want and we're willing to go for it. Um, I was kicked out of college. And, you know, usually you're kicked out of college. You're not getting into that college ever again. It's like you've made that mistake. You're on our blacklist. You know, don't contact us again. Uh, But I was at a full-time job, really wasn't enjoying myself, and I was kind of talking out loud to myself, asking the questions, can I really see myself doing this for the rest of my life? Um, You know, a young kid has all these ambitions and kind of got stuck doing something he wasn't too passionate about. So I left work early one day, went home at lunch, um, and just wrote a really heartfelt email to the dean of students and basically said, you know, the mistakes I've made, the things that I've done aren't who I am as a person. Those are just, you know, things I wish I could take back. I know I can't. But if you give me a second chance, you know, I want to come back to school, finish strong, get good grades, clean up my act, and then I want to go out into the world and make positive differences. And I can always kind of attribute that to the fact that you gave me a second chance. So she invited me back in, talked to her. You know, she understood I was sincere about what I was saying. So she literally gave me a second chance and said, you can come back second semester. Um, Can't live on campus. You have to commute back and forth, but we'll let you finish school out here to get your degree so you can go on and do those things you're imagining. So finished college. um, Last year of college, last semester, I read a book called And the Truth Shall Set You Free uh, by David Icke. And it was, it's a little bit out there with a lot of the stuff he talks about, but some of the stuff really resonated with me, which is you're in sole control of your destiny. It's not outside influences. You can't keep pointing a finger at other people, your groups of friends. Um, you choose on a daily basis 
the reality that you create for yourself. Um, so towards the very end of college, per se, a light bulb went off, and I realized, you know, if I'm going to do something in life, it's totally up to me. I can't wait for someone to lay the red carpet out in front of me and really make it happen. So graduated college, packed up my car with $1,500 in my pocket, uh, drove across the country to San Diego to live with a friend who was going to college out there, um, worked a student loan job for about two and a half years just to pay the bills. I couldn't really find anything else. My, my dream was to become a author at the time. Um, I loved writing poetry back then. And my mom thought I was crazy because I was going to college for pre-law, going to go to law school, um, and just last minute decided that wasn't the life that I wanted to live. So, of course, you know, she's like, well, you spent all this money on college. You have all these dreams of being, quote, unquote, professional and, you know, achieving the dream. And here I am saying I have 1500 bucks in my pocket. My car is packed with a couple duffel bags. I'm going to go become a writer. So she thought I was nuts, um, and she kind of forecasted some what I call gloomy situations kind of looking in my future. And I, I just kept saying to myself, you know, if you know in your heart of hearts that this is where you need to go, this is what you want to do, you know, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So worked that job for two years, uh, met a friend and mentor at the time to help him ghostwrite a book. Um, his name's Andrew Zirkin. He's a great, great guy. He taught me everything I know at the time about building a business. Um, so I learned SEO, search engine optimization, helped him build his company up for two years, um, and then called my brother. Something was pulling me back to, Cal or back to Pennsylvania. I wanted to get back to friends and family. So called my younger brother who was just graduating from college with a degree in uh, business management and marketing and said, you want to start a company together? Um, of course, his answer right away was, yeah, I don't want to go into the corporate world, so if we want to start a company together, let's do it. Um, so moved back to PA about seven years ago, started that business with him, wrote a marketing, um, grew it from the ground up, just doing really good work one client at a time. Um, it now provides a, a healthy lifestyle for us and our team. Um, and while I love, love, love doing what we do and I'm passionate about creative and marketing and ideas and things like that, I've known for years my truest calling and purpose is to really reach out to people and inspire them to kind of tap into their inner potential that I was negating and kind of neglecting for so many years of my life. But once I became aware of it and decided to tap into it, my dreams started to unfold before me with a lot of hard work and focus and passion. So I just recently published my first book, The How to Take Down Goliath and Unleash Your Inner Hero. Um, I'm looking to do more speaking gigs and some coaching stuff like that because I want to keep serving our road and marketing clients, but I want to branch out a little bit on the side um, and work with people on a one-by-one -one basis and help them, you know, find their true hero inside of them because I believe everybody has it. It's just a matter of, you know, believing in yourself, wanting it for yourself, and then continuing to go for it every single day. Um, and all of that has brought me to meeting you online, which has been a blessing, um, learning about your story and just guys like you, women like you, who inspire me on a daily basis with, you know, all of us have overcome some type of obstacle in our life. No one's had the uh, the silver spoon, per se, that, you know, people talk about. It's very rarely do you find someone who hasn't had some sort of obstacle thrown in their way. Um, the successful, happy people are the ones who take that in stride um, and just keep pushing through and then surround themselves with other like-minded people. So here I am today talking to you, the kick-ass guy, and enjoying my life and living the dream.
<laughs> awesome, awesome, Matt. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you sharing that story with us. And if you guys are just joining us, we're on the Kick Ass Radio Show. We're talking with my guest tonight, Matthew Rota. We're talking about his uh, his story and what makes him a kick ass dude. So let's go back for a second, and let's go back to uh, the the beginning part of your story where you talked about. Um, you know, falling into drugs and falling into bad times and, and getting kicked out of school. What what got you to that point, and what got you out of that point? What got me to that point was probably when I was growing up. You know, it was I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to be a professional basketball player. That was a sport I loved. Um, I don't know if in the deepest parts of myself I really believe I could do that. Um, Again, for better or worse, it, you know, it just didn't happen that way. So I think I was a little maybe disillusioned from, you know, this is what everyone kind of wants for me and is pushing me in that direction. That's what I believe or think that I want for myself, um, but not really feeling the truest spark towards it. So, you know, kind of, you know, and then fitting in, you know, the group of friends that I had, they started to get into drugs. Um, some of them were athletes as well, and it was kind of just like, you know, the cool kids are doing it, as cliche as that is. Um, you know, I want to continue to be friends with them and, you know, hang with them on the weekend. So if this is what they're doing, you know, it can't hurt me to try smoking weed. And, you know, that led to other things. And so that kind of is what got me into it. Um, what got me out of it really was just kind of removing myself from myself and being a fly on the wall and kind of watching myself in my daily life and thinking, you know, this is 10 years from now, this is 20 years from now, this is 30 years from now, is this really the person that I want to be and am I making a difference in the world? You know, my friends and family know I love them, but outside of that circle, am I really positively impacting anybody? Um, And that spark, again, going all the way back to like my young age, I knew I wanted to help people, inspire people. So as long as I kind of pushed that to the side and kept neglecting that, uh, what got me out of it was a book, um, reading more books, and then surrounding myself with other like-minded people and kind of removing myself from the crowd of, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, the partying on the weekends, and realizing that just wasn't who I was and it wasn't who I wanted to be. Wow, that's 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 incredible, and thank you for sharing that because I know it's, uh, you know, it's 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 important because as you were as you were sharing that, Matt. I was thinking back to some of the experiences I've had in my life, and and I was just telling this to a client the other day. I told them they were going through some really, really tough times, and I said, you know what? I said, as stupid, as crazy, as fucked up as this is going to sound, you need to go through this right now. This is meant to happen right now because it's meant to teach you something. It's meant to you know, provide you with a gift that you're going to be able to use as strength if you choose to, like you were talking about before with choices. I said, you've got to look at this and say, okay, one of my core things that everybody hears me say a thousand times is everything happens for a reason and what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. So I asked this individual, I said, how can you use this misery and this, and this, and this, and this screwed up experience to become stronger and to help other people go through that and maybe prevent it for other people? And we had a great discussion after that, and it was just about shifting that person's perspective on those things. So I think what you did is, 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 uh, is awesome, dude, because I mean, you, you took yourself out of that. Now, did you, did you have to have any outside help with, with overcoming your addictions and and getting yourself straight? Yeah. From high school through the end of high school and even the beginning of college, um, my mom and dad both were like, you know, you need therapy and, you know, go talk to someone so you can work it out. Um, and I always did that, but, I like to consider myself a pretty keen guy, so not to say that I could see through it, but it was like 
they were speaking from a template. And it was like, oh, this, this is what you do, this is what you need to do, and it really didn't connect with me. Um, and then the last therapist that I saw that I remember the most, um, she was the most sincere about her approach, and I really got to share everything with her. Um, and I was at the end of everything and all the sessions, you know, she basically kind of said what you just said, which is you're not really screwing up, you're making mistakes, but it's all part of a process. So if you can go through all these things and learn from it and become a better person because of it, then, you know, I'm not here to say that the day you walk out that door and, you know, I give you a high five and say you're healed, that you're never going to make these mistakes again. But it's about awareness. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? What effects does it have on the people you love? Um, you know, what opportunity does it give you to your future? What does it take away from your future? So I remember leaving that and going home to my mom and kind of making a joke and being like, well, that didn't work. You know, she agrees with me and doesn't think anything's wrong. And my mom like, shook her head. She's like, you got me crazy. You know, you must be kidding me. And it was, I was kind of being sarcastic, but part of it was what you're talking about, which is, you know, I, I've always found a silver lining in everything that I've done. So even the very first time I got caught smoking and I came home and it was like, you know, World War III was here and, you know, I was, <laughs> it was devastating for my parents and it was the scariest time of my life. And, you know, I went, I remember going down in the basement and, and saying to myself, like, I'm sorry for what I've done, but I know, you know, I'm not, I'm not that sorry because it's part of a process. So yes, I'm screwing up. Yes, I'm aware of that, but I'm going to learn something from this and this is going to help me become a better person. So I've always said to my mom, you know, look through that one, you know, fault, that major fault in your eyes, that fault, in, you know, that I have, and see me as a bigger person because that one mistake, those set of mistakes that I'm continuing to make don't define me as a person, as a whole. I'm still, you know, a good guy. I still have a good heart. I still want to help others, even though I'm doing this thing, which we all know, and I deep, deep, deep down, I know I shouldn't be doing. So it took help. Um, it took my family constantly, you know, showering me with love and, you know, letting me know that no matter what I was doing, you know, I was still their brother, their son, you know, their nephew, their, you know, cousin, um, and just staying connected to me and, and kind of, again, kind of cliche, but never giving up on me, always showing me the support I needed that they believed that eventually I would get through it, and that was kind of instilled in me through them. Wow, that that that's that's super cool. I think I think that's that's important what you said because some of the things that I help people with is I tell people there's bottom and then there's the bottom. And sometimes we're not we're not we're not right. We know that we're doing shit that's wrong. We know that we're screwing stuff up. And I think it's just that part of that process that we have to either hit the bottom or the bottom. And that's when we, that's, I tell people, you know, the harder you, the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. I mean, it's just all a question of what you want to do. And you're a perfect example of that. You sat there and you looked outside of yourself and went, wait a minute, I'm doing all this stuff to impress all these people that don't give a shit about me really, you know, to be their friend. I mean, it reminds me back when I was, when I was about 18 years old and I met my first wife, who was my girlfriend and I, uh, her dad said, Hey, Chris, you, you should go back to school. And I, you know, I'm a seventh grade dropout and I'm like, I can't go back to school. And, uh, he uh, he's like, no, you know, you can go to this thing called continuation school. And long story short, I told all my friends, hey, I'm going to go back to school. And my quote unquote friends, oh, that's stupid. What the hell are you going to do that for? That's lame. You can't go to school. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. No, um, screw you. Uh, 
and then I walked away from, you know, because I was doing drugs and alcohol and all sorts of stuff. And I just I just made a choice at that moment. It's like, okay, if I keep doing what I'm doing and what they're doing, I'm going to wind up like them. And here I've got these positive people in my life that are saying, hey, Chris, if you go back to school and you go to college, you can actually do something with your life. You don't have to be, you know, a victim of your, you know, of your of your upbringing and stuff like that. So I think that's I think that's keen because. You know, I was telling um, some kids I, I, I mentor, these at-risk kids, and I said, you know, you look around, and all these guys are your homies and your buddies and everything, you know, but who's going to take a bullet for you? Who's going to pick you up on a street corner at 2 o'clock in the morning because you're stranded? Those are your friends. Um, yep. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. My pleasure. Exactly. So, so um so talk to me about your book and, and what it's all about. I mean, we talked about Goliaths and heroes. Who were some of your heroes? You know, we talked about, uh, you said uh, the Truth Shall Set You Free book, but who are some yeah. of your heroes, whether they're personal heroes or, you know, heroes in motivation or actors or sports legends? You know, who who inspires you? Um, two of them right away off the bat. I'm going to give credit to my parents here. Um, my dad has taught me from a very, very young age um, the the strong purpose of work ethic. So I don't know so much that now the younger generations have that value instilled on that much. Um, through my experiences hiring them and working with them, it's kind of like <laughs> give it to you now or I'm moving on. Um, and I want to get it done quick and not about doing it the right way. But my dad has always taught us, you know, any job you do, big or small, is worth doing right. Um, and he's a, he's a product of that. He's had a great job for like 40-something years in the same company. Um, again, older times, and that was more possible, but he just really instilled in me that you have to give it your all at all times, which has carried me really far in life. Um, and then my mom, you know, unconditional love. Like I said, I kind of put her through hell in my, my experience and my personal insight looking at kind of now that I've gone through it, and I've written a long letter to them to apologize, but it, I didn't make it easy for them. So, the fact that she continued to, you know, give me the love that I needed, the support that I needed to say, you know, I know one day you'll get through it. It shows me that you can love someone despite what they're doing currently. And love is more of an action and not a feeling. You know, she chose, which most parents do, you know, to love their kids no matter what they are doing. But, you know, I've seen stories and read stories and talked to people who, you know, parents have kicked them out of the house because they did certain things. And it's like, well, if you do that, then we're disowning you. So, those are the two biggest ones. Um, another group of heroes that I have are authors, uh, speakers, coaches like yourself, people who are just out there, you know, sharing their message and doing it with the right intent and the right purpose, which is to help other people live, live better lives. Um, and then kind of going way back in the day, you know, people like Mother Teresa, Gandhi, Martin Luther King. Um, I have a vision book that I look through not every single day. I wish I did it every day, but a couple times a week. Um, and on the very last page, it's called my virtual mastermind group. And it consists of eight different people, um, just their pictures and then a quick sentence underneath each one. Um, and for, you know, Martin Luther King, it's an unquenching thirst for justice. For uh, John Lennon, it's, you know, creative expression of love. Uh, Richard Branson, who I look up to and think is a really, you know, extremely knowledgeable, passionate guy who's doing what he dreams of. You know, it's wealthy, visionary businessman. So it's those types of people who are out there inspiring other people. Um, I'm one seed. They're one seed, but collectively, you know, if you plant all of us around the world, it's it's a great forest that's growing. So if I can be in that forest with guys like you and other people like you, 
you know, I wake up each day with a smile on my face knowing I'm at least doing my best to make a difference. Mm, that's awesome. I, I I agree with a lot of those people you referenced. Uh, I actually have uh, Martin Luther King's speech on a on a poster here in my office, and so I'm just like you know I walk I walk past it every day, and it's like okay you know not only do I have a dream, but I also have a, a belief in standing up for people's rights and everything. So when you I think when you have that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, when you have that inner drive, that inner passion, that inner purpose, that sense of okay, what am I here to do? Like you were saying before, you know, for me I was. It was like 2008, I think, you know, I was doing speaking and stuff like that. But the, my, the thing that kicked for me, it was I was sitting in a funeral and I was watching these people go up at the front and they were eulogizing this lady who I knew. She was a coworker of mine. And, and it struck me that, OK, what happened? What would happen if I died tomorrow? Who would come and what would they say about me? And I had to be honest with myself, and I was like, okay, they would say Chris is a smartass, he's a party animal, he likes to work out, he loves music, uh, he's hardworking, you know, and I was like, all right, and who's going to show up? Probably 10 people, 5 people, and uh, I went home and I said, okay, you know, we go to these funerals and, and these things, these eulogies, these people write, I went home and I wrote my own eulogy. And I tell you, Matt, when I read it back to myself, I had tears running down my face because I realized that all the all this, all this shit that I thought was important in my life really, really wasn't. It was all – everything I was doing was trying to impress people. I was just trying to, to look great in people's eyes for not even being myself necessarily. I mean, I was me, but I was just I – was, I was putting stuff on. And at the end of the day when I wrote it, which is still true to this day, I wrote – Risk for which that mattered. I will have thought for what was right and what was fair, and I will have left the earth a better place for who I was and what I did. And yeah. that that's actually written in front of me, right in front of me right now. Um, so I, I I wake up every day with that sense of purpose, and my life changed right after that. I quit trying to be in a band. I quit taking singing lessons. I and I was like, okay, I want to speak and I want to coach people and I want to help people, you know, just develop their authentic self confidence. So I think what you're doing is is awesome, and I think that uh, your your story and your experiences is is incredible that can help other people. So let me ask you, one of the big things that 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 I find with my clients is these limiting beliefs, these these this conditioning process. I love I'm fascinated by. I'm reading these books on on all the conditioning process that happens between the age of zero and five years old. It's I never yeah. even thought about it. But it's amazing these agreements that we make and these these beliefs that we make based on the judgments of other people. What are your what are your thoughts on limiting beliefs and and the, and the negative self talk that we have with each other with ourselves? I mean, yeah, um, you nailed it. It's, you know, from the day you're born, you know, literally like you're held in their hands for the first time and you start looking around and absorbing it all. Um, five years of age, whatever it is, you know, 10, 12, 13, 18, until you kind of break free and find your own voice and your self-awareness. I think we get imprinted, for better or worse, with so many other people's expectations. Um, And uh, unfortunately, a lot of times, their expectations for you are directly driven by the expectations they have for themselves. So, you know, a lot of people have very limiting beliefs. It's, you know, this is the way the world works. This is how much money you can make. You know, this is the type of impact you can have. You're from this area. People from this area don't go to that area and do that. Um, it's really, really, really tough, I think, especially nowadays with technology and the media kind of like swarming around you 24-7. You know, kids, it's almost impossible to get them to make eye contact to you with you because they're with their cell phones and their necks are bent down. Um I think it's really challenging. I, that's 
like you said with your clients, it's the one thing that until you can break through those belief systems, um, your prism of reality and what reality is, and you can see that that's, that's literally just the story you're telling yourself. So if you can change the story and write new chapters and outline a new future for yourself, you can literally write a brand new novel for yourself starting today, moving into the future. Um, but if you're reading all the books of people that have given you their life story and you're reading your current book, which has been written by them, through them, and with them, it's really difficult to, you know, break through any of that and to change anything. So, you know, I think breaking the limiting beliefs is probably the number one step um, in changing your life and changing your reality. Um, and then, you know, through some of the glides I pointed out, I, you probably got your system for it, but there's certain things that a lot of people struggle with um, from a cosmic level, from a personal level, from spiritual, from relationships, from work, that when you can start putting your finger on some of it, you realize it's, it's not this gigantic thing that rules your world and owns who you are. It's a piece of your reality that if you want to, you know, shoot or kick and, you know, knock it over and, you know, move along, you can. Some of it's more difficult than others, but everything's within your power. So while all the limiting beliefs are kind of thrown at you on a daily basis from the day you're born till the day you say, you know, enough's enough, I'm, I can hear your belief systems, I respect them, you know, I can process it, but I'm not going to make them my own because I have my own set that I've created for all these different reasons. You know, that's really where the fun starts. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, you are on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. And for those of you guys listening, uh, just joining us, we're on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. We're talking with my guest uh, tonight, Matt Rhoda, Matthew Rhoda. And, of course, being here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show, you are supposed to share five tips that our listeners can begin using immediately. So go ahead and give us Kick-Ass Tip number one, my friend. This is one of my favorites. Um, this is commit to being a leader for someone else, kind of lead by example. Um, in our business, in my life in general, my goal, my purpose is to create more leaders. Um, if, if all you do is live to serve yourself, you're not, I don't want to say you're not going to get far because some people with that selfish mentality, they quote unquote get far based off accumulation of material goods and et cetera, et cetera. But like you mentioned with the eulogy thing, the last thing I would want you know people to say about me is Matt lives in a big house or Matt had cool cars or Matt always wore the best clothes. To me, that stuff is so pointless and frivolous that it's like, I mean, if you saw my wardrobe and I packed my car and moved from California back to PA, I had one duffel bag of clothes. Like that stuff's irrelevant to me. I really want to leave a legacy, and for me, the best way to do that is to impact as many people as possible. Um, as one quote-unquote leader that I hope I am or strive to be someday, I can reach, let's say, a million people. But if I go out and, you know, teach, you know, my brother to be a leader and some of my cousins to be leaders and, you know, the people that I coach to be better leaders, it's the ripple effect. So then they go out, you know, they teach some of the stuff to the people they love and then those people embody, you know, passions and purpose and they go out and they live it mainly by example. So, the one thing I think, you know, on a daily basis that you can do to live a more kick-ass life is, is realize people are watching you, you know, whether you're a parent and you have kids. Your kids are watching you. They're emulating you. They're learning, you know, how to act and what to think and things like that in life. So think outside yourself. You know, if you're a business owner, your team is looking at you on a daily basis and saying, you know, does Matt complain about the small little trivial tasks or does he take it in stride and say, you know, through every challenge, there's an opportunity. You just have to find a solution. 
um, whatever it is, if you're an employee, you know, at a corporation, your fellow employees are sitting, you know, next to a desk, you know, are you, this job sucks and I just want to get to the weekend, or, you know, do you find joy in your work and you share that joy with others? Um, I think the more people realize that whether or not they want to be, they are a leader, it's just are you accepting that responsibility and doing something good with it? That's scenario A, or are you being a leader and not accepting responsibility for that, shunning it, and kind of saying it's not my job to, you know, help others or teach others, in which case our society is going to continue to, you know, multiply by people who don't care, who have no passion, who have no purpose. Um, and, again, this is just me speaking from my own intuition, my experience, but we need everybody to accept responsibility for, you know, my my actions never go unnoticed, whether it's, you know, I'm in this room by myself and I'm saying something or, you know, a vibration I send out or a meditation thought that I have or I'm literally interacting with other people. It's all part of a process, and if you own that and you commit to being positive, the world can become a better place, but it all starts with you and your actions. Mm. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. And, and um, you know, for, for me being a leader – I think about a couple of different things. Actually, I teach a lot about leadership. Um, what do you think is the single most important attribute skill that a leader should have? I'm going to go with awareness. Uh, and that awareness leads to, you know, who you are as a person, the example you're setting, uh, that awareness kind of uh, – unfolds in, you know, how are other people feeling that you're leading, you know, how receptive are they to the message that you're sharing and how you're sharing it, um, awareness, you know, what's your true purpose, are you staying on that path or are you veering off and being distracted by, you know, the glitz and the glamour, um, but the more you're aware of your situation yourself, the people you're leading, your environment, I think the more you can choose A over B because you're not just a monkey going through the motions. You're you're really processing everything and then making the best decision at the end of that process. Mm, yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Being aware, it's it, it kind of goes align with mine. I I sat there and as I was thinking about the question, I was thinking, okay, what would be my answer? And a bunch of stuff comes to my mind. But I, it, it was something you said earlier about expectations. You know, I think being aware of our own expectations and the expectations of the other people that we're potentially leading, um, having that awareness kind of goes together, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, yep. Yeah, it's it's super important. I, I mean, I, I, I tell people all the time, whether they're leaders or not leaders, you know, if you understand what your expectations are and if they're realistic and you understand what the people around you's expectations are, I mean, that that makes a kick-ass life right there because so often we assume that, you know, oh, I know what, they're, what they want, I know what they want, and, you know, and we don't even take time to really understand what we want. I mean – so I think I think uh I think leading by example and, and doing that is a great first kick ass tip. So give us kick ass tip number two. The one thing I can't stand when people say is I can't do something. Um I mean there's a few examples in life where that's probably true, like you know, I don't even know, like a two year old saying I can't climb Mount Everest. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna give you a hard time about that. Um <laughs> for example, uh, you know, I can't start a business. Like, okay, you're probably right, maybe you're wrong, I don't know, but, you know, it's either I won't or you're just finding an excuse not to. Um, you know, one of the people, like someone I talked to, was like, I don't have time to start a business. So my question is, you know, how often do you watch TV, you know, per day? It's like one or two hours. And I'm like, okay, multiply that by seven. There's, you know, 15 to 20 hours a week 
that you can turn off the TV and, you know, sit with a notebook, sit on the computer, you know, jump on the phone with me, let's brainstorm ideas. It's just a matter of are you choosing to do this or not do this. Uh, so my second tip would be remove the word can't from your vocabulary. Um, take ownership of you either won't, uh, you won't do it because you don't want to, or you can, and then you just have to choose the right strategy, surround yourself with the right people, um, you know, believe in yourself enough to get there, but continuing to say I can't is really going to get you nowhere in life. Yeah, it goes back to the the self talk we talked about before. I mean, it's it's crazy. One of the one of the biggest things I help people with is changing their language. And it was so funny because I was helping somebody a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying she wasn't super negative, but she was saying, you know, I can or I'm not sure, or, you know, I've never been able to do that and all this other stuff. And I said, if your best friend said that to you right now, would you accept that from her? And yeah. she looked at me and she paused and she goes. She goes, no. And I said, then why are you accepting that crap from yourself based on her previous conditioning? So one of the things that I gave her is I said, okay, how about the word perhaps? And I've proven this time and time again with coaching clients and and speaking opportunities. I tell people, okay, if we replace the fact, like for me personally, I I stumbled upon this myself. I tell people I'm my own best coaching client, which I was yesterday because I spent the day in my office coaching myself. And I'd sat there and I would say, oh, you know, I suck at math, you know, or I have a lousy memory. You know, what does your body do? Your body goes, okay, well, let me look for ways to prove that you're right, Chris. And so one day, one day I saw, I was reading a book or something like that. And the word perhaps like came out of the book and punched me in the face. And I thought, perhaps I would be better at math if I got a tutor. Perhaps I would have a better memory if I studied a program. Perhaps I could become a better singer if I took singing lessons. You know, And I've helped people replace that can't, won't, never could, all that other negative shit. And I'm like, okay, if you use the word perhaps, how can you change that negative into a positive? And it yeah. people's faces just kind of go, holy shit, you know, wow, what does this guy just, you know, gave me the magical, you know, magical one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just incredible. And even for myself, Mr. Master Motivator, Mr. Kickass, I still find times where I have that negative self-talk that I have to sit there and go, okay, you know, what are you doing? And we all have our downtimes. I mean, anybody out there who says they don't have downtimes since they're in the, you know, the coaching world is full of shit. Um, but what are some what are some phrases or words that you help your clients with when they have that can't and won't? And I've always sucked, and I'll never be able to do that. And my dad said I wasn't good enough. What what advice do you give to people? Same as you. It's you know, it's, it's replace that and find a way to make it happen. Um, and as simple as that sounds, it's it's a, just a reprogramming of the mind. You know, change your language, reprogram your mind. Um, stop seeing all these problems instead see them as opportunities or challenges um mm-hmm. it, you know and again like you said for the memory thing you know there's lumosity which to me is like one of the coolest fun things in the world playing like five brain games a day but you know to me that's you know if you think you're gonna have a bad memory you think you have a bad memory and you'll you can't improve it find a couple games every day that are you know proven through science that can improve it you know, I can't read books. It's like, you know, sit down and read 10 pages a day and watch how quickly you finish reading this first book and then how excited you get to go into the next one. Um, so it's really owning your actions, you know, in essence. It's not being the victim of circumstance. It's not being a victim of your own self-talk. It's 
it's changing that from being your biggest naysayer to being your biggest supporter. And instead of seeing problems everywhere you look, see challenges because every challenge can be overcome. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I tell I tell people, I, especially my staff, I will tell them we don't have problems, we have opportunities. And so half half the time they're like, okay, Chris, we got an opportunity. And every once in a while I actually tell them, you know, no, that, that, that qualifies as a problem. That's a true problem. Um, But when you look at it as an opportunity, it's like, okay, then how can I use this? Like I was saying before, you know, to help, how can I discover what it is I'm supposed to learn out of this particular situation? Because I'm not sure if you know this matter or not, but I have a tattoo on my right forearm. I put uh, last September, it says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. So I look at situations where I'm having a tough time or a negative situation, and I just look down. I'm like, okay, this is supposed to make me stronger. And uh, so you just find you find uh, a passion there or a purpose in that. Um, so I, I I think that I think that's I think that's great. Um, give us kick-ass tip number three. One, two, three. This yeah. one's pretty big for me. Uh, get back to the basics. Uh, when I first became an entrepreneur, uh, you know, ten years ago, eight years ago, eleven years ago, whatever it was. Uh, my dream and like the whole reason I did everything I did was to eventually be on the cover of Inc. magazine or Forbes or one of those high profile. To me, that was success. Um, and then at one point, you know, a couple years ago, our business was doing well, so I got a Mercedes Benz, and to me, that was success. Um, and then through self-inflection, you know, looking, you know, again, kind of meditating and really kind of peeling the layers back and getting down to what's most important to me and what am I here on this earth for, it became really apparent to me really quickly that these material goods, you know, notoriety, quote-unquote fame, is all stuff that comes and goes and has no real effect besides my ego gets stroked and I feel a little bigger and more important. Um, but again, what impact does that have on the world? Very, very little. Um, so for me, you know, get, when I say get back to the basics, another phrase I kind of say is forget about keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, you know, one of my next goals is to buy a tiny house. I don't really want a big house with a lot of possessions. I want to keep my life as simple as possible, um, accumulate as little as possible, and spend as much of my time as I can impacting others in a positive way. So the quicker you can forget that, you know, it's not about the biggest house, the fastest cars all the time, the best clothes, you know, the most famous friends. Those things can be nice and they have their place if it's done in moderation, um, but it's not the end goal. If that's all you're working for in life, you're going to get to the finish line and be like, oh, shit, you know, I can't take any of that with me into the grave. What was the point of, you know, obtaining that? But, you know, I believe in an afterlife and a soul and, you know, your heart and if you're on your deathbed and your heart is filled with experiences and love and people that you've affected positively are around you, you know, to me that's where you go into the next realm, you know, a much better person. And like you said, you left this world a better place. So forget the frills and just go back to the basics of life, which is, you know, help others, serve others, you know, live to give, love others, love Mother Nature and all those what I consider simple things. No, nah, dude, I would, I'm I'm literally jumping up and down in my seat because what you just said is so bang on about having a kick-ass life. It's, you know, I was telling somebody um, recently, you know, most of my life it was all about, okay, how do I get the next position? How do I make more money? How do I get more, you know, experience? What else do I have to learn? I want to I want to buy a bigger house. I want a better car. I want all this stuff. And now I'm at a point in my life where, like exactly what you were just saying, it's like I have all this awesome shit. But the thing that gives me the greatest value and the, and the biggest bang in my life is watching somebody get it, watching somebody get that yes. aha moment where they go, holy shit, 
I'm the one responsible for my situation. It's not my parents. It's not my teachers. It's not God. It's not government. It's not all this other stuff. It's me. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I told my wife we're in the process of trying to adopt a kid. I said, you know, if we weren't trying to do that, I would say let's sell this house, sell a bunch of our stuff, and get a get a nice RV, and go hit the road, and go get odd jobs in different places, go volunteer uh, across the world, and just have a just have a just have a uh, all these experiences, like you said, you know, because at the end of the day, are you going to look back on you like, wow, you know, wow, I bought a great stereo and I had, you know, whatever it is? Or are you going to look back and go, you know, wow, I help people come out of homelessness, I help people come out of drug addiction, I help people, you know, get authentic self confidence so they could be themselves, whoever they were going to be. So I, dude, I think that I think that tip is is solid uh, as a rock because it's uh you know, we, we get lost in the minutiae. I think we get lost in, you know, what the news and everything else says we should do and what we should have. And, you know, in our, and I think our friends get into that like, oh, you know, but it's it goes back to, you know, that's one thing I've actually focused on this year is just getting back to basics. Like, okay, who is Christopher Rausch? What does he love to do? Because I, I admit it, I raised my hand for a while. I got caught up. In the whole kick-ass thing, everybody was like, "Oh my God, dude, you're gonna be like the next thing," and blah blah blah. And you know, and I got I got started getting caught up in it. And it's like, wait a minute, what did I do before I did all this? I worked on cars, I played music, I played video games, you know, yeah. uh, hung out with my friends. And so I've actually purposely um, taken uh, this this year and part of last year, I've taken a step back from the limelight. I still do the radio show and I still do some coaching mm-hmm. and I mentor kids, but I don't do. Um, I'm not out there trying to find all that other stuff. I'm just trying to make a difference and, and be true to myself. So I think that's, I think that's a, a, an awesome tip. So you guys out there listening, really take that one to heart because at the end of the day, are you going to look back on your life and go, wow, you know, I have all this stuff? Or are you going to look back and say, you know, I experienced all these different things. So, so thank you for sharing that, Matt. Uh, give us yes, kick-ass sir. tip number four. Uh, this is another big one for myself that I just in the last probably year um, started to live myself, which is forgive yourself for mistakes of the past um, and pretty much just understand it's all part of a journey and part of your process. Um, I beat myself up for years for the fact that, you know, I did drugs in high school. I set a bad example for my younger brother. I saw, you know, he was watching and, you know, how dare me not give him a good example, and, and luckily for me, and, and kudos to him, he avoided all of it, so I've always thought, like, thank you, universe, that, you know, he didn't follow that example that I shared, but that and just the hurt that I caused my parents um, through all those mistakes and things like that, I I really struggled with forgiving myself for all that, and I still identify partially that, you know, that's still part of who I am because it was who I was back then, um, but I was in Serbia with my now ex-girlfriend at the time, uh, girlfriend at the time, now ex-girlfriend, but, you know, there it's very family-oriented. You know, you're all getting together constantly. There's no, you know, I'm staying in this room watching TV and they're over there. It's like you're all together. Um, but when I found my alone times, you know, all I was doing was thinking. I was like, you know what, Matt, like, you're, in a, you're a totally different person now. Your dreams are different. Your goals are different. Your actions are far different than what they used to be. You can't keep you know, playing that same tune in your head, which is, oh, but I've made all those mistakes in the past because it, I could sense and feel that it was keeping me from really moving forward into a bright future for myself because I was still, you know, you got like the little lock and key wrapped around your ankle and you're dragging that cement block with you everywhere you go, even though you shouldn't because, you know, I wrote that long, long letter to my parents and my mom's like, oh, Matthew, like, I know, I, you know, I forgave you back then. Like, I, I've been held on to that for years and years. I've let that go and I'm like, 
oh, my God, like, I needed to hear that. It was just, like, a sense of relief that, okay, you know, I'm not being seen like that by others, but I'm still seeing myself as that, so I really need to just, you know, I made mistakes, I've overcome them, I'm a better person for it, so there's no need to keep looking in the rearview mirror and saying, no shame on you for doing that in the past, because as long as you learn and you're not repeating it and you're not hurting people now, you know, cruise into a bright future and, and don't keep looking backwards. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I look at mistakes as learning opportunities. I mean, I think if you make the same, if you screw up the same thing over and over again, then it's a mistake and it's a choice. But I look at mistakes, um, I recently just posted about this, it's funny, um, that, you know, if we look at them as learning opportunities and and I said, I said, go ahead and make more. And they, they looked at me like, what? I said, go make more mistakes. Go out there and screw shit up and learn from it and do it again and again and again. You know, different stuff, but go out there and make mistakes. I, I, I learned something from a guy in sales. And I, I'm not a salesperson. I don't like selling. I sell myself. but that's I'm a, I, And he said, you know what, Chris, I wake up every day and I know that based on my ratio of sales to calls, he goes, I know I have to get 20 no's to get one yes. He goes, so I wake up every day, and I get excited about getting those 20 no's. And most people sit there and say, oh, my God, I'll, maybe I'll only get 10 no's today. He goes, I, get, I look, I'm going to get my 20 no's because I know I'm going to get my yes. So he actually looks yes. for those opportunities. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's, you're, you're so right because we beat ourselves up over and over and over and over again for something where the world and life and whoever your higher power is, Forgave us a long time ago, so I I think you're I think you're spot on with that, man. What do you What do you think about some people sit there and they hold um, they hold stuff um, to themselves after somebody's died, you know, like they they uh, you know, oh, I should have been there for my buddy, you know, and then he crashed his car or something like that. What advice do you have for people if they have to forgive themselves or forgive something and they and the person isn't there to forgive them? Um, I guess trust the process. Um, I, again, physical presence to me is one thing, but I think there's a spirit that connects us all. I think in general, and this might sound like pie in the sky weird out there, but I think we are all one in essence. Um, so, you know, your buddy dies and you didn't get to tell him, you know, how much you care about him or, you know, you wish you could have said something differently last time you talked to him or, you know, the, the terrible scenario where you're in a fight with your parents or you say something to someone you love and you know you didn't mean it, but you storm out the door um, and then you get the call later that something happens to them and they're gone. You're like, I never should have said that. That's the last thing they heard. To me, you can't beat yourself up because, again, if, if you can look back at the collective of it all and just see that moment as a part of a whole, that person knows that you love them. You know, if, if you're a good friend, you know, they knew that you were a good friend and that you had their best intention, that you wanted what's best for them. Again, that's if you know you're a good friend and, and this, the thread of your friendship is that. Um, so it's it's something that, you know, I'm into meditation. Other people call it prayer. I mentioned, I, you know, I use the word prayer sometimes, but, you know, pray for it, you know, meditate about it, you know, connect to that person, even though they're not physically here, you can close your eyes and see them in your mind's eye. In, in my opinion, that's not as good as having them by your side because obviously, you know, to give them a hug or, you know, kiss on the cheek or a high five or something, there's a physical touch that is more real for people. But we're all connected, you know. I've lost loved ones, a young cousin, you know, grandparents, things like that. But 
you know, I, I still feel like I can talk to them anytime I want. Um, they're in my heart constantly. They've helped me become who I am, so I carry on their name, you know, in all that I do. Um, and one thing I would say kind of on that note is don't beat yourself up. Instead, go out and live a really purposeful, healthy, positive, inspired life and give them some of that credit. I mean, they're wherever they are, in heaven, in a different realm, floating around beside us, a tree that's grown, whatever it is, they sense that that's happening. So, you know, what I, I, I don't know this, but what I imagine is when they go, they're not floating off to another space thinking, oh, man, Chris told me to screw off today, and, like, how dare he say that? Like, they're experiencing bliss. So if, if they have bliss, there's zero reason for you to be here on this earthly plane and feeling any type of regret because they get it. It's just up to you to get it, too. Mm. Dude, I, I think I think we're kindred spirits from uh, from different times. I, I couldn't agree more. We've got just a few minutes left, so give us kick-ass Titner 5 and then let the listeners know where they can continue the conversation with you, your website, your telephone number, whatever you want to give out. But give us kick-ass awesome. number 5 and then uh, let everybody know where they can get a hold of you. Number five is just, it's pretty simple. Surround yourself and follow people you want to be like. Um, I forget who said it. It's a pretty famous self-help guru type guy, but you're the sum total of five people you spend the most time with. So, you know, do some, you know, stop for a minute tonight and, you know, count on your fingers. Who do you spend the most time with in your life? Um, you know, if you want to achieve great things, are you surrounding yourself with people who are out there achieving great things or you know, people are happy to turn the TV on for 20 hours a week and not really pursue any type of passion. Um, you're going to get out of life what you put into it. So if you can surround yourself with other people who understand that and who on a daily basis are taking action, who are living their dream, it's just, you know, and give it time. It's not, oh, I'm going to find five new friends and, you know, tomorrow, poof, all my dreams come true. It's, it's that, surrounding yourself with those people but it's also understanding that you have to put in the work because anyone that you see who's found success, very rarely, it's probably like 2%, 1% of the time, it's overnight success. It's, it's years and years and years and years of toiling, you know, the, the, the earth and, you know, planting the seeds and watering it every day and making sure the sun shines on it for that success to happen. So surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, again, part of my dream coming true is being on a podcast radio show like this with a guy like you because, like I mentioned in our first interaction, you know, watching your videos on YouTube of you speaking to youth and, you know, sharing that type of message with them, it's exactly what I want to do with my life at some point soon. So the fact that we've connected, um, it, it just proves to me and I hope it can show other people that when you have a purpose, you know, go for it connect with other people who are like-minded and slowly but surely all those dreams start coming true for you. That uh, again, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, man. I, my life changed at two different intersections when I, when I got around the right people and most recently, a couple of years ago, as I got around people who were brighter and smarter than me, I always thought I was wanted to be the smartest one, but now I want to be around all the people yep. that are smarter and brighter than me. Um, so again, that, that is huge. And it's actually uh, Stephen Covey was the guy that said it. That's so it. where yeah. can where where yeah. can people get a hold of you and and continue this conversation, Matt? Because I, I endorse you. I think you've got a great head on your shoulders. I think you got a lot to give, lot to give the world and to people. So uh, where can people get a hold of you? I appreciate it, Chris. Um, my website is Matthew Rota M A T T H E W R O D A dot com. Um, that's where you can sign up for my coaching programs or buy my book. Um, and then you know. I'm not really on Twitter too much, so I would say the best way to connect with me socially is on Facebook, uh, Facebook backslash Matthew Rhoda. 
um, or Instagram. Instagram backslash Matthew Rota. Um, I love connecting with new people, sending messages back and forth with like-minded people. Um, my email address, if you want to email me directly, is Matthew at RotaMarketing.com. Um, and I'll even give out my cell phone because anyone out there that, you know, is looking for a helping hand or wants to send a text and they need an uplifting message, I'm happy to share stuff like that. Uh, my number is 717-537-7465. Anyone out there listening, we appreciate you listening. I hope Chris and I have touched your life in some way and you go out there and touch someone else's life in some positive way. Absolutely, brother. I couldn't couldn't agree more. So those of you guys out there listening on your cell phones, you know, all this information will be available on the, the show site. So just go to www.thekickassradioshow.com. Matt, it's been a pleasure having you on the Kickass Radio Show. I know we're going to have more discussions off the air, uh, you and I, about how we can impact the world and, and change uh, people's lives one life at a time or in, in groups. So uh, I want to thank you so much for being on here. I want to thank all my listeners, whether you're uh, first time checking into the show or if you are a longtime listener, thank you so much. You guys can always email us, info at thekickassradioshow.com if you've got an idea for a guest, if you have an uh, idea for a show, if you just want to give us feedback, what you like, what you don't like, again, info at thekickassradioshow.com. Uh, you can find us there. So until next week, uh, I want you guys all out there just to really take what Matt and I have talked about tonight and just really you know, think about these because these are, these are core lessons that you can begin using immediately. Removing negative language from your from your from your uh, self talk, you know, being leading by example, getting back to basics, um, letting go of the mistakes and the crap of the past, and surrounding yourself with the right people—that is super huge stuff. If you start applying that right away, you're gonna you're gonna watch your life change. And it's not easy. I'm not telling you it's gonna be easy. It's not. It's it's, it's sometimes it's downright difficult, painful, but that's what that's where the growth comes from. Trust me. Trust me. That's why I say what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. So, again, thank you, guys. Thank you, Matt. Wishing you guys a kick-ass week. Tune in next week. we got Michael Peterson, country music star. Guy's got an incredible story. Uh, awesome tips. I met him at an event. Uh, so I look forward to talking with Michael and, uh, and sharing them. But, again, thank you, guys. Um, and, uh, Matt, have a great evening. And I will talk Thanks, to you guys brother. all on the other side. Have a good one, everyone.